Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the podcast about action figures. But you know, it's a little bit edgier. You might even say it's a little bit extreme. And I know something about extreme because I'm the franchise Shane Douglas. Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, the gold standard. Tune in or get your, you know what, franchise. Now cut the music. And welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your host, Joe Static. Hey, Joe, how's it going this week? Good, man. Pretty good. I uh, received my uh, AEW Series 4 today. I didn't crack that box open, but after we finish this episode, I'm going to crack that open and give those guys a look over. So I'm pretty amped. I know you're pretty amped. You know what's so funny about this? Like, I was like, well, why don't, why don't you go get them and open on the package? You're like, ah, I don't want to go upstairs. I don't want... Everybody, uh, they're plastered all over the all over online already. I'm like, ah, whatever. I know we were talking. We were we were talking about this Jesus. prior to them uh, arriving at, at, at your house, and we we're like, you know, Joe was super excited. He's like, "Well, they get they're coming. They got the shipping notification. I think I may get them before everybody else, and we can get photos up, and we can, you know, da, 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 I'm like finally we can get some photos up, but nah, no, no, no. It's already uh, old news. How many fucking proud and powerfuls do I need to see in a box or out of the box right oh now? Oh right? my lord! I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do you guys even enjoy the figures? You just open the box and start taking pictures immediately. Do you even look at the figures? I have to be guilty of that. I am guilty of that as well. You know, we're day we're trying here. You know, we're trying to we're trying to be staying relevant on our social media accounts, but <laughs> but it doesn't seem like we're relevant because nobody ever wants to fucking follow us. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of all that. I probably dropped the F-bomb a little too early. Sorry, guys. And guys. Nah, it's all good. Who gives a shit at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, you're guaranteed to see Series 4 a thousand times this week, so get ready for that. Yeah, get ready. And we will have images. Joe will post some photos on the Twitter account, and then I'll repost them on Instagram. I didn't get Series 4, so I was late to order them. I didn't want the whole set, you know... If you go back a couple episodes on the gorilla position, we actually reviewed this series and gave our position on the entire series figure by figure. And we weren't very high on the Cody or the Kenny Omega and seeing them online on everybody's Instagram account. I can still say, Joe, that I feel the same way about those figures. So listeners, if you want to know how we felt about them, go back a couple episodes to the gorilla position and you can listen there. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. We gave our take on the on that set as a whole. Yeah, and don't forget, listeners, new listeners, old listeners, we have a ton of episodes up on all major podcast platforms, but the main two I would suggest going to are Podbean or iTunes. And you can check out all our old and new podcast episodes on all major podcast platforms. And Joe... As we're speaking about Instagram and Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQDCircleAFP. Again, we try to get photos up there. You know, we're trying to be ahead of the curve a little bit, but we recommend a ton and ton of great sites. If you do want to see wrestling figure photos of all the new and latest wrestling figures, go over to Ringside Collectibles. Those are our pals over there. They have wonderful, wonderful studio shots of pretty much everything that's coming out and of a lot of past figures too. And you can also check out D Freedom. He does a lot of stuff without watermarks. He also posts the attires and what events they coincide with and stuff. So it's funny. I like D Freedom. He's a good guy. 
He's got a great account. So I usually follow him if I'm looking at photos. Even when we're doing the podcast, I'll look at some of his uh, photos for reference shots and stuff. That would be my recommendation, Joe. But don't forget, if you want fun, if you want to see fig hunts, if you want to get our take on everything Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, then follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. What do you want to do, Joe? You want to jump right in it, in, into it? Maybe they'll do a little for 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 life, baby. Do 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 world order. Do 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 world order for 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 life. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about this uh, because if I think it was was it last week or the week before? I think it was last week. We were uh, finishing up the pod and we both ordered the uh, <laughs> NWO scene, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, but you got to explain to the listeners, look, we literally said, WTF, what's going on with this? Yeah, what the hell is this? What what the hell is this? We don't like it, but guess what? Insta-buy. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we feel about those ringside exclusives, man. Yeah, as we're saying that, uh, we're checking out. We're, we're, our, it's in our cart. That's it. We got the notification. The order went through. Oh yeah, I used the old school W Figs ten percent off. That's my W Figs ten percent off, baby. That's I, I've been using that coupon code probably for ten years plus. Yeah, man, that's an old one. Oh my god, that's the old school one, baby. We do it old school style here, and yeah. So I use that coupon code, and the minute we're saying, "Oh my gosh, why would they do this? How could they do this?" Blah blah blah. It was already uh, order confirmed. <laughs> I think it's cool, man. You know, I like the ringside exclusives. A couple things. The only thing I don't like is it has that Firefly Funhouse box where you got to crack it open, which kind of sucks. The box art's cool. I think the scene in NWOs, I think it's a cool, you know, collectible, cool exclusive. What makes me laugh is all the people complaining about it, but it actually came in at number one on ringside. So go figure that one out. Well, come on, guys and gals. You'd all know, listeners, that. John Cena, he has his detractors and haters, and there are a ton of other people that love him, right? I mean, Joe, he's just, unfortunately, he's one of the largest superstars to ever grace the squared circle, at least in WWF, WWE. Yeah, you know, it's going to be number one. And look, I think it's fun. It's a parody piece. It's a play on him possibly turning heel, and he never did. And I'm kind of a little disappointed that he never did that personally, but you know, because he was kind of a heel earlier in his career. But if he did that face heel turn, I think he could have possibly even extended his career. And a lot of his haters or detractors would have probably gone on his side, similar to the Roman Raid situation right now. You know what I'm saying? Where they just dis everybody disliked him as a baby face. But as soon as he turned heel, he just he's just doing some of the best professional wrestling work in the business today. So I don't know. I I think it's fun. It's a fun piece and it's NWO, you know, and I agree with you though. Mattel has to improve that window box. They need Velcro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that box. I like the design. Like I said, I like the front. I like the back. But if you're a men on card collector, that's it. You know, if you don't want to crack that, that front piece open to look at the figure, you're kind of stuck. Yeah, or it's it's a two in situation, right? And I don't know if I want to go two in with this one. Yeah, I wouldn't do two. Or I know, you know, on the live stream you talked about the Velcro or anything to reattach it would be a good idea, but I don't think that's the case yet here. 
No, and Rob and Steve have been very vehemently opposed to adding Velcro to these boxes. The minute I recommend it or the minute someone says it in a chat on one of their Instagram lives, they completely go to cost. Cost, 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 cost. I just can't stress this enough, Joe. If it took an extra dollar or $2 onto the retail price, are you going to pay an extra dollar or $2 for the Velcro? Is it, is it even going to matter to you? I probably wouldn't even notice. That's what I'm saying. So just add an extra dollar or $2 onto the retail price of the figure, guys. Come on now. You know, let's be serious, ringside. People are buying this at $29.99, $27.99, $32.99 all day long. Yeah. All day long. And look at their chase figures. They're almost 40 bucks. Exactly. Exactly. So if you have a high demand for chase figures that like Joe just mentioned at nearly $40, the economics dictate that the fan base will still buy these figures for more money if you include more things in it and if you give us premium packaging. I'm still on their case about, look, Joe, I am just surprised that we don't get more like SDCC style exclusives throughout the year, like really premium Mr. T, Macho Man stuff. I understand they want it to be really special, but they could probably do that more than once a year. Yeah. I mean, a couple times a year. I think that would be great. The ringside exclusives kind of kind of, you know, keep my interest as far as that goes. But yeah, something premium, super collectible, maybe twice a year even would be great. Yeah, I would be fine with twice a year. You don't think you have to overdo it, but to just to get that once a year, I think it's a little underwhelming in my in my opinion. And I agree with you. Yes, the ringside stuff does fill that gap, but I think that they need to just do something more premium on like Mattel Creations or something for the wrestling figure collector, for the higher end wrestling figure collector. You know what I'm saying? That's just a little more premium. I'll spend $39.99. You know, Hasbro Post does this stuff all the time with Transformers, Star Wars, you name it, right? Yeah. G.I. Joe. So why are we only getting one real, real special premium figure per year with Mattel? It just doesn't make any sense to me, Joe. I know. Like you said, I guess they wait for the special you know, events, or in that case, the Comic-Con, to show off what they've been working on, or bigger ideas, exclusives, higher price point. So that's probably what they're aiming for, you know. Even the Toy Fair, you know, if they can do it. You know, something, you know, around there, but I know they're big with the Toy Fair, maybe the WrestleMania Access, the two Comic Cons, San Diego and New York. If they did it a couple times a year, I think that'd be a lot of fun. But at the same time, maybe it'll take away, maybe they look at it more of like once a year is more important, you know, more collectible as far as that goes. They could put more time and money into it. Yeah. No, I understand that, but I, I still think you could eke out one more. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I really do. Dude, I, I, do, I, I would take four more. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, one for every event exactly you know right Would, but, wouldn't you wouldn't you take one for san diego comic-con new york comic-con toy fair and access oh yeah that'd be great four times a year i mean you're talking about getting amped up come on now please we're not bashful when we're spending more money on these action figures guys come on come on <laughs> like you're doing the same thing Steve, if you're listening, you you bought a Jabba sales barge. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Pitch it to corporate, guys. We got the money. We want to spend the money. Wrestling figures haven't been this high in demand in the whole entire existence of wrestling figures. Make money while you can. I you know, know. I'd, I'd be throwing everything but the kitchen sink 
at the people, you know, to try to get their money. As long as it was a smart business decision. I, I think that's what uh, Jeremy's going to start doing soon. Well, he's already doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's already doing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's Speaking move of on. That. Speaking of it, yeah, AEW Series 5 up for pre-order. And what happened with you, Joe? Was it an instant pre-order for you, or did you wait, or did you get everything? They're, just, they're, they're coming back to back. You know, I ordered the ringside Cody. Uh, I ordered the NWO Cena. You know, I ordered a couple other things. I forgot what else, what else did I get. But um, Series 5 was up. I was like, oh, my God, already? So I honestly, I went for... Lucha, I got Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Scorpio Sky, and Kazaria. I left the uh, Hangman and Moxley for now, so I just grabbed those four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I mean, you have two re-releases. You're getting the new guys. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. I This set, I had to go all in on. I'm just a big Adam Page mark. You get a little bit of a discount by getting all of them together. I said, why not? You knew I was going to get Jurassic Express. You knew I wanted Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. We're really pumped up about getting the Scorpio Sky. We're really pumped up about getting the AEW tag team belts. Yeah, yeah, same here. And for me, like the mocks, I mean, even if I didn't want it, I could sell it, right? I wish they did. Well, I know it's, you know, they have to do the rare. I don't know if he's the rare chase version, but I would, I would have loved to have that version in the line with the patch over the eye. Yeah, yeah, and he is the, yeah, whatever, rare chase, and then Hangman's the rare chase as well. I don't know. I, I'm i getting a little, and I agree with you, yes, with the mocks, yes, I would like for that to been the regular release because we have the Santana with the patch over the eye, so it makes sense to have that, right? You want it loose as well. Maybe they'll do some sort of re-release on that head sculpt, I'm hoping, in the future, but then again, that dumbs down the, the rare chase edition, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of like, well, why do I need to get it then? You know? Yeah, I still, I'm still not crazy about the rare or the chase editions. I'm not anymore. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like they're just not doing much with them. It's like after this Darby Allen. Oh, God. You know, I really don't want Matt. I really don't want Cody. I really don't want this Mox. I really don't want this page. Maybe I get the page. Maybe. Just because, again, I'm a big page mark. But. I don't know, man. Like, I didn't get... Oh, no, I did get the mocks. Oops. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, God. You know I've been buying crazy, bro. <laughs> bro, I've been, bro, I've been buying, like... Uh, with, the, well, with the amount of money you've been spending, we could have had our own studio. <laughs> for, the fucking show, for the show by now. <laughs> we, yeah, we would have we would have had our own studio with 1,500, 1500 Instagram followers and uh, 50 YouTube followers. <laughs> well, we're not we're not paying, man. We're not. Uh... I know, I know. I just I think it's funny. I I know. I, you know, I just continue to to speak to you about this, and we're just like, God damn it! I mean, what the fuck are we? Well, I guess we're not paying. So I guess I don't know. Anyway. Getting back to the the chases, so yeah, we I don't know, just not high on them. And then they're going to move to one thousand and three thousand, which I think is a bad move. I thought it should have been. What did I say? No, are they doing one thousand and three thousand? Was that confirmed? Yeah, they were going up to a couple thousand. Yeah, so it's yeah. like one thousand three thousand. When I th- I particularly would have liked like three thousand and then something lower. I don't know, maybe five hundred. Keep the five hundred. Yeah. 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 That could, that could happen. You know, I would have, that's what I would have liked, you know, have something really special in 500 and then go to 3000 and then make that 3000 widely available. 
don't increase the rare. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it makes that rare still very, very highly collectible. And you can get the rares now. So now the market is just, imagine all the mocks. We've seen so many mocks, one of 500s out there. I mean, prices were as low as 275 at one point, I think 250, 275. They're adding another 500. Wow, the collectability of those are going to go down to like uh, between 100 and 150 bucks, bro, probably. Yeah, and I think you're still going to have the people hanging on to those price points, though, you know. But, you know, me personally, I'm still not into the rare chase versions. Maybe maybe the MJF. I like the color on the trunks. Other than that, maybe the Darby Allen. I don't know. I'm still not really that that crazy about them. Yeah, Darby's going to be the last one for me of the most recent series. So I'll have series one, series two complete. I'll get the Darby and then I'm going to get the page probably. I haven't confirmed that, but that's it for me. So I don't know. You know, that's our take. I did order the whole set, got that extra discount. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a freaking awesome lineup. It, and all the figures, at least the renders look amazing. I mean, they look incredible, Joe. Yeah, they do. As the series go on, you know, the line's going to continue to improve. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Boss Fight Studios, we had on the Gorilla Position last week, their new Legends of Lucha Libre line. We reviewed the figures. We reviewed, actually, the longevity of the line, too. Yeah, they actually, uh, looks like they listened. I think they left a little comment on the Instagram. Yeah, it was nice. They they yeah. did listen, and they thanked us for, you know, obviously doing the little review, doing, doing our position on the line, etc., I followed up to see if, hey, you want to do any product reviews? You know, let us know. We'll give it away. No response. So unfortunately, we're not going to be probably receiving anything from uh, Master <laughs> Republic or Boss Fight yeah, Studios. But not, yeah. Probably not not this early with the beginning. You know, they got to see how those things sell. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of other people got them, like the Major Pod and Fully Posable. And they've been around for a little bit. You know, I know. Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched Jeff's video, you know, uh, when he put them up. Nice. Fully nice. pose, yeah. I mean, do they look good? Did you like them? What are your thoughts? I like them. I think they I think they look good. I do. In package, I think they look pretty good. Outside loose, you know, uh, we kind of go back and forth with how we feel as far as scale goes. In this particular instance, I think the scales are off in a bad way with these guys. I I, I didn't once again, I didn't want to compare but I feel like you can't help it because they did mention, I think, earlier when these were um, shown that they were going to be in scale with other figures, which, again, I don't really care about it too much. But when you see the Penta next to the AEW Penta, I just think the AEW Penta just looks so much better. You know, I got to see it in hand. Same thing with the Phoenix. I don't know. Just looking at them, I just feel like, you know, you shouldn't compare. But, you know, I feel like if you collect action figures, sometimes you do. You know, the scale's a little off, and the figures just don't look that great compared to those. Maybe on their own, not next to the ones we already have, they might look a little better. And as I said, in box, I think they look pretty good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and the boxes look great. I don't know. I don't know if I was very... Maybe I just skimmed over it quickly. I wasn't very critical of the way they look next to each other. I would like to see that again. I want to bring up some of the Instagram photos. I did not watch any of the videos just because I haven't had any time, unfortunately. But I know there was a lot of Instagram uh, photos out there of the AWs next to the Legends of Lucha Libre. 
So I don't know. Again, like I said, I'd, I'd like to see them in hand. I'd like to do a comparison and in hand comparison. It's going to suck is I may have to get two sets of these, Joe, because, oh, no. See, this sucks. This sucks all around. I only have one set of Lucha Bros in the box, in a mint box right now because I was going to get these. And I'm like, why do I need two? And now, now I think I got to get I got to get four more figures, man, just to compare them. Yeah, I sent you the comparison pick just now. I don't know that Penta, that body just looks weird. Like almost like the legs with the torso, the legs look tiny compared to the other Penta from uh, Jazzbears. Like, you know what I mean? Like, look at that body head standing next to the Penta we have. Yeah. It just yeah, looks I like a that. midget. You know, it looks like a like a midget figure. Yeah. Like the legs just look weird. Really yeah, small. Yeah, no, it does. It does know? look very small. Yeah, and the legs on the Ray Phoenix are very similar as well. I don't know. It's interesting. Do you think the Jazz wears are a little bigger? Do you think that's the problem? Yeah, like that looks like, yeah. I think maybe they're just a little bigger, you know? I do like the head on the Legends of Lucha, but the body going down just looks odd. Really yeah, it weird. Does- does look a little weird and off. I'm wondering, uh, once you take a ruler to them, what the size is compared to the AW figures. I, I, I know not a lot of people do that in the wrestling figure community. They don't do really in-depth reviews where they're taking rulers to figures and such, and they scale them against other figures in lines and such. You know, that's what we were going to do on our YouTube channel, but unfortunately that got delayed. But yeah, you're right. The scaling looks very off and they do kind of look midgety. I want to see them in hand, though. It could just be camera shots, you know? Yeah, seeing them in hand. Maybe not comparing them, just looking at them as on their own. Just looking at them on their own. Yeah, maybe standing them a little more up upwards and we'll go from there. But hey, you know, hey, it's their first figures in the line. Let's give them a shot. They look highly detailed. They look like fun figures and we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm still going to get both. But uh, yeah, let the line grow a little bit and uh, go from there. Awesome, awesome. With that said, we'll we'll stick with kind of the Japan Lucha Libre realm of things. Jushin Thunder Liger figure by Storm was announced since the 1989 version. And I think I got only one thing to say about this figure. I just don't care, bro. And we, I think we summed that up with the... Andre the Giant from the 70s thing that, yeah, su- just, that Super 7's <laughs> doing. I'm just like, I've never seen Juicing Thunder Lager. Yeah, that, that's like his real debut attire. And yeah, hey. it's just really, really obscure, bro. I mean, this should have been a limited, I don't know if it's going to be a limited edition figure. This should have probably been a limited edition of like 1,000 or 500 or something. You know what I'm saying? It might be. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of people are going crazy for it. I just don't... Um... I don't know. Like you said, there's no connection there. I, I want to see the full attire, though. I, it might just look cool on its own. You know, it's his debut attire. Really old, you know, really going, really reaching there, you know, with Storm and uh, the Liger line. Yeah, I guess trying to get everything out that they can of him, you know, but yeah. I think this is kind of stretching it. And I am sure there are people that are wrestling figure collectors in their 40s and 50s that are actually going to go ape shit over this figure. Yeah. But if you're a wrestling figure collector in your 30s, come on now. Dude, you were like four years old. I got to get this. I remember that. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. Stop it. <laughs> Stop overhyping this shit. You know, like, I, I guess you could have went back and you could have been a big fan. 
but nobody was watching Jushin Thunder Liger in the United States in 1989 at no way. four, five, six years old and being like, oh my God, I remember this dude in the short hair and blah, 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 blah. Sim- simmer down, folks. Simmer down. Until I seen that image, I was like, well, who the hell is that? I thought it was um, like Street Fighter or Tekken. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I did I did not recognize it whatsoever. Yeah. But, so, you know, I'm curious to see the rest, see what it looks like. Yeah, of course. And look, there's so many memorable attires of him. If they're going to, I don't know if this is going to be like the first, last, kind of this is it, and, and then we're done. Or if they go back really and do some deep cuts with like really, really obscure or really, really decoed out attires of his if they do the really really decoed out attires even in from his wcw era and such like i'm all in on that stuff yes i don't mind that i even watched i went back and i watched his uh match at nxt takeover with tyler breeze i forgot about that forgot about that match yeah yeah that was a good match yeah it was cool seeing him come out man the crowd was going nuts seeing him in wwe of course, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, it was so funny. We were talking the other night and I was watching ECW and they had Michinoku Pro Wrestling. And I was talking, I was like, oh my God, there's the BWO Japan version with Michinoku, Taka Michinoku, Terry Boy, uh, Dick Togo. Yeah. You know, they had the great Sasuke now that everybody's, but it's, it's Sasuke as per Joey Styles in that show. But anyway, yes, in those attires and stuff during that era, all in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would love a, a BWO like that with Michinoku. Oh, that Michinoku, <laughs> yeah, BWO would be awesome, dude. Yeah, oh. man, for sure. Dick Togo, Terry Boy. Oh, my God, with those blonde locks, I love it. Yeah, so that's it. That's, I think, our take on the Jushin Liger. I just, I'm just not excited about it, guys. I'm not going to buy one. I was in, listen, Will, I was three years old watching it, okay? I'm going <laughs> to throw it out there. So, I don't know who, who the hell, you, I don't know why you're saying people didn't watch that. I did. Oh, I know you did. I know. You were I, sucking on your on the teat. Yeah. Drinking a little milk, eating a little cookies, <laughs> and watching uh, Jushin Thunder Liger and uh, NJ, or no, it, NJPW probably didn't even exist, whatever the promotion was at the time, which I don't even remember, in 1989 with his short hair. Yeah. And throwing, you were throwing the streamers. I right was across, like, mom, right across I, the television. I was speaking clearly. I'm like, mom, that's Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> And in 30-something years, they're going to come out with that figure. Oh, my God. Dude, big-time trolls right now, guys. We're being big-time trolls. But, hey, we just tell it like it yeah, is. Yeah, whatever. Bro. What can you do? So, moving on, let's go. We go we're go. we going to the micro-brawlers this week. We're back to the micro-brawlers. Oh, my God. We can't escape. We hate micro-brawlers, but we can't get, a, we can't get over it. <laughs> I know. It's just we keep bringing up these micro-brawlers. I, I don't like them. But you know what? I ordered the Brody Lee, man. I had to. Okay. Yeah. Was it anything like, I didn't even hear about this. Does it go to his estate and stuff? Like, is this kind of like a proceed situation or did they mention anything like that? I haven't heard anything like that. I figure technically like it's his first figure, you know, as Brody Lee, AEW Series 1. These are probably going to sell out. And I like that it comes on the card. So I got the card with the protector. It's cool, cool collectible little piece to have, you know, especially him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know what? So I got an Owen Hart, you know, and nice. I think and and it's very for for pretty much the same reason. Right, Joe? I mean, yeah. first figure back. Right. It's collectible. It's a limited edition. So it was like, you know, I, I kind of I obviously didn't pay the foundation, but the guy that I got it from did, you know, and well, I mean, I got it 
let's I'll give him a shout. I got a the hustle man, Hastel Toy. So go follow him, Hastel Toy and Collectibles on Instagram. Yeah, he come on. He did a great job with the price for me. I couldn't beat it. They were selling way more on eBay. This is the price I wanted to get in at. And so I did. And I was lucky. I was lucky to get it. And yeah, man, you'll you'll enjoy that, Brody Lee. I've never had one in hand. So what's going to be fun is once I get my Owen and once you get your Brody, we got to kind of like talk about it on the pod. Yeah, definitely. As soon as I get it, I'll uh, I'll put some photos up. Yeah, put some photos up. And again, like I think you've held these in hand, right? You've had a couple of them before in like crates and stuff. Yeah, because I used to get the pro wrestling crate. Yeah, I gave them all away or I forgot what I did. I sold them at the toy shows. But yeah, I, I had a couple like Boogeyman and uh, I forgot the others I had. Maybe Dude Love. Yeah, I had a couple. But yeah, yeah, I sold all those. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm new to the game. I don't I have never held one of these in my hand before. So we'll we'll talk a little bit. And and again, we won't get over the micro brawlers. We don't like these things, and we're gonna still talk about them in the next podcast episode. I know. Oh God, I do like that they come on the cards. So I think that's cool. Instead of those little baggies. I agree. I agree. Yeah. The cards are a nice addition. I do like that they have the protectors too, which are fun. So yeah, we're you know we're hashtag moc here. Hashtag moc for life, baby. Yeah, Joe. As I mentioned before, dude, I'm getting buried. I'm getting buried with receivings. I got the Ultimate Warrior. Nobody liked it on Instagram. I don't know how you don't like that figure. We talked about that earlier this week as well. I mean, that's just an incredible piece. Like having that in hand, like I, again, I know Ring Giants are extremely obscure as far as collecting them, but to have a one of 25 in your possession, this is my second I'm going to say it is the most expensive wrestling figure I've ever purchased in my entire life. I'm just happy it's home. I am happy to add it to the collection. And you know me, Ultimate War is just, I, I'm fucking crazy for it. So, yeah, man. It, it, yeah, exactly. You're, you know, you collect all things Warrior, and that's uh, one of 25. So, yeah, it goes perfect with the rest of your collection. Yeah, it does. And you know, I posted some photos on Instagram. I believe you may have reposted them on Twitter. I'm trying to curate a really, really nice Ultimate Warrior collection. I do have a lot of great figures even that aren't displayed there, which is why I'm hoping to get a new display case soon, or it's in the works. I'm I'm kind of choosing which one I want. And I really want to, you know, have everything nicely cased in the display case. I have that Series one Hasbro Ultimate Warrior that's on on a perfect card. I got acrylic case for that, so that's coming in the mail. So I'm just gonna have that just really nice Ultimate Warrior display to pay homage to him as he is my basically favorite wrestler from that era, I should say. So I got that, and then I just got a wealth of receivings, man. I just been getting stuff. I like I picked up that Buried Alive set, that Jack's BCA Buried Alive set, which is great. I got the mocks, the AW10500 mocks. I got, I don't know, I'm just going down my list here, man. Oh, I finally got the Hulk Hogan Bash at the Beach 1996 WWE Classic Superstar exclusive. Mint on, like in a minty mint box. I picked that up. I'm, You know I'm on the WCW Gloob hunt right now to yeah. finish out my the UK. Gloops. Yeah, the UK collection, man. And dude, having some of these UK figures in hand, especially when they're really nice, like the Sid I just got and the El Gigante and the Ric Flair. I mean, they're beautiful. I love these figures, bro. Yeah, man, they're great. Especially those UK versions, man. I love those. Little hint, I got those Steiner Brothers coming. And 
from across the pond itself. You'll never forget the name. Oh, uh oh. Justin Rhodes. <laughs> he's, so he's coming. He's coming home, baby. He's coming to America. You need uh, Big Josh with the hammer, the axe. Yep. I, well, I'm never going to get the axe, but I need a Big Josh. I need a black sting, the black pants with the yellow boots. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I need the UK or entrance attire, which when you know that OSFTM re-released that in the larger style LJN form in that, what is it, that kind of pink robe yeah, he's like, got? Or... I forgot. Yeah, I don't know what you would call that attire. But yeah, the UK version had that first. Yeah. So I only need those three, I believe. And then my UK collection will be complete. And at the centerpiece of it all will be that Brian Pillman, baby. Flying Brian Pillman. Oh, man. On the card. On the card. Imagine that display. I'm just going to do a UK display. I don't even want to do the US releases. I just literally want the Brian Pillman and then all my UKs around him. And oh, I got to get, I, I forgot, I got to get the Arn, which is not difficult to find in Doom. But those aren't difficult to find. Yeah. Yeah. I also went in for some reason on a Masters of the WWE Universe Series 6 Ultimate Warrior because I just wanted it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you showed me that. That, yeah. that. It's pretty cool. The white, you know, it, it definitely stands out. Yeah, with the white and the red attire. I think yeah. I think it's pretty cool. And I like, dude, I just got a whole set of WWE Masters of the Universe Wave 5 just on eBay just because, like, I just don't even want to hunt, bro. I'm just tired of it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll pay $30 a fig at this point. Yeah, sometimes it comes down to that, where you're just like, whatever. Yeah, got a couple of young bucks, too, to replace my shitty boxes that I got. That's it, man. You know, anything else, obviously, I'll I'll post on the Instagram once it comes in, if I didn't mention it. And that's what I'm excited about, man. I'm excited about sharing some of my receivings coming up, increasing the size of the collection, obviously, and going from there, man. Nice. How about you, Joe? Any new receivings? Uh, no, I've been kind of here or there. You know, I got the uh, Jack's Classic 123 Kid. I got the uh, original San Francisco black and white Sting. What's that, like the six-inch version? Yeah. Well, I, I used to have that on card, so I got that on card. I got the ECW Jack's Joey Styles, which is cool. I like that version. Well, Joey doesn't have too many figures, but I like that version, Joey. Yeah, a couple odds and ends here, Ben. Um, yeah. I mentioned last week I got the Warrior and Omaga from the Royal Rumble set. But yeah, as far as retro stuff, I got the Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch two-pack. I got that uh, Legends TNA Sting with the white, you know, the red, white, and blue. Oh, you got you finally got that one in? Yeah. Oh, it's a great figure, man. Yeah, oh, dude, it's great. It's great in person. The, yeah, like I said, the Cade and Murdoch, I wanted that two-pack. And I got some other things I'm bidding on right now, some retro stuff. So hopefully if I awesome. win those, yeah, I'll, I'll be talking about those next week. Yeah, talk about them next week. I love, I'm telling you, I can't get enough of that. Like, people don't like that deluxe style for Jacks. And that, like, on the card, that Sting, rings, again, ringside exclusive, right? I mean, yeah. it's just USA Sting. I actually like that USA Sting better than the defining moments that Mattel made, man. Yeah, yeah, this one's a lot better. I, I, I like the box. I like the way the Sting looks up close. I think it's a solid figure. Totally, totally solid, man. So cool, man. Good receipt. Look, yeah. I've just been, I've been a maniac. So don't mind me, <laughs> guys. Look, I am not the $1,000 broski. I mean, I may be after, after this run. I mean, I may be the, the, the $2,000 broski after this run. Uh -oh. But, 
when when it's all said and done, I may be the ten thousand dollar brusket man. Oh yeah, you, you, you better be careful there. I know the the repo man's gonna stop by the house. I know. <laughs> You don't want him. He, you don't want him stopping by your house. Uh, I know he's he's gonna come in. And, you know, uh, I'm gonna be like, what? Whatever. What happened? I thought you he were actually. Smash. He actually might already be stopping at your house. Uh, when's your garbage pickup? Oh Jesus God! <laughs> it's no, morning. it passed. Thank God, it passed this week. Oh okay, because uh, you you might you might have been seeing him this whole time. You didn't realize. I know. I know. He hides behind the garbage there. You know, he peeks his head out. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys, but yeah, I've been a little crazy, but. Yeah, it's fun. We just wanted to go over some of our receivings. I think we're super excited about what we got and what we got coming. And uh, yeah, so Joe, we're really excited here. We're actually going to steer our podcast in a different direction this week, and we are going to be introducing a new segment. I don't know if it's going to be a new segment or if it's just going to be like, we had a difficult time recording this week, so we wanted to throw something in here that's fun. It's a fun segment. It's going to be called the Squared Spotlight. And Joe, yeah, tell a little bit of our listeners about it. I think this is a great idea, and I'm excited to, yeah, to to talk about it, man. Yeah, new segment. We'll probably do it maybe once a month or once every other month. We'll throw it in as like its own special spot. Like you said, it's called the Squared Spotlight. We will be picking a superstar or performer, professional wrestler for this segment and going over some highlights of his career and his or her career and going over their figures the, what made them special and why we chose them to be under the spotlight. Yeah. And you know what this, this kind of brings me back, Joe, I used to get the magazines, the WWF spotlight magazines. And I, I think that's where this, that was kind of the, the genesis of us creating this segment, you know, like I used to love getting the spotlight magazines, reading about the superstar. You got that big poster in them, which is really oh, yeah. cool. That was, that was ex- great. Yeah. Exclusive to the magazine. So that's kind of what we want to do here. Yeah. So uh, here we go. All right, guys. Let's get ready for the squared spotlight. This capacity crowd is solidly behind their superstar. I've never seen a crowd so fired up. And if they're smart, they'll listen. How about some fair and balanced commentary? Look at the fans, JR. They know what's coming next. I'm here to introduce Bam Bam Bigelow! Bam Bam! All right, everybody, welcome to the debut edition of the Squared Spotlight. And today we have Joe, the beast from the East. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Bam, 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 bam. I used yeah. to hate that that song he used to come out to. I don't know why, yeah, man. It was, like, it was like a big drum bam, beat to it. Boom. Yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost makes you think he doesn't know any words besides those. I know. And it was like his WrestleMania 11 entrance music, too, which is against LT. And I'm just like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. So that's who we're choosing for our debut piece here. We're going to be covering Bam Bam's career, which is 
a lot of a lot of fun stuff, and I think he's a great person to uh, kick this off. Yeah, Joe. I mean, first wrestler in the segment. I mean, Jesus. I don't even know where to begin. He has such a storied career, ton of accolades. This is a big dude, man. He was six four, four hundred pounds. Yeah, big guy. Big guy. You know, he's a New Jersey guy, baby. He's all you know, build from Asbury Park. Big dude, but originally from Mount Laurel, New Jersey, which is up north. So growing up, man, I was a huge Bam Bam fan. I mean, I got all the shirts. I had his big head shirt during the early WWF run. I had all his other shirts from the WCW run. I even, I think, had his ECW shirt, too, which was the kind of triple threat inspired one. And man, it was just amazing. Most iconic, just looking at him as in stature and in size. I mean, who would have ever thought to shave your head or go bald? I'm assuming he went bald and then have flame tattoos printed on. It. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I mean, being a kid, seeing a guy that big fly around like that, you know, the diving headbutt, he do splashes, moonsaults and the flames and then the actual real tattooed flames on the head. As a kid, I was like, holy crap, man. And the name just goes perfect with the character, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow. And I mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast. As a kid, I got to meet Bam Bam at this monster truck show, which I was amped up to meet him as a kid. And he was very nice. I remember, you know, I got his autograph and ever. But seeing him in person, man, he's gigantic when you actually see this guy in person. I agree. And I expressed the same sentiment. I saw him in King Kong Bundy in a small, small high school WWF show in the early 90s when I was a kid. And I was lucky enough to be front row at that show. My uncle actually took me to that show. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. You know, he was just monstrous, man. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, him and Bundy, it's like they were just huge. I mean, look, six four, four hundred 400 pounds, and this guy was literally a beast. Yeah, he's huge. You know, and like you said, when you see him with the flame tattoos on the head, extremely imposing individual, whether it be in or out of the ring. But as you said, one of the nicest guys. I mean, you know, you have Bret Hart here with a quote. You know, he, he goes on to call him one of the best working big men in the business. And from Bret Hart, that says a lot because Bret Hart, you know, he's a personality guy first. Yeah, he is. Big time. And he's definitely a working guy as well second, I would say, or tied with first. So to have someone like Bret Hart go out and say that about you, I think speaks volumes. And this all starts his career, though, you know, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Joe. Yeah. Bigelow uh, began making, you know, a lot of tours from J- uh, of Japan with New Japan Pro Wrestling under the ring name Crusher, Bam Bam Bigelow, which he had attached before he was just Bam Bam, he was called Crusher Bam Bam Bigelow. Bigelow became a very popular heel thanks to his amazing agility and unusual aerial moves, which he would fly off that turnbuckle, man. Moonsaults, headbutts, you name it. For a guy almost 400 pounds doing that, he looked like he was 180 pounds, which is crazy. I know. It was, like I said, it was amazing. I mean, just seeing him do cartwheels in the ring. I'm like, damn, I can't even get myself off the couch half the time. And, <laughs> and this guy's 400 plus pounds. Oh, yeah, the cartwheels. And just yeah. doing cartwheels. I, I just random. I mean, it's crazy. So agile. So agile in the ring. He was. 
And, you know, some fun facts. In uh, January 1989, he formed a tag team with Big Van Vader known as Big, Bad, and Dangerous, which I thought was very cool, especially those two guys in the ring together. And a little highlight from their tag team here, I have uh, in March 1991, they defeated Doom in a Tokyo Dome as part of the WCW New Japan Super Show. And they also defeated uh, Hiroshi Hase and Kiji Muto for the IWGP Tag Team Championship, which I thought was pretty cool that those two you know, big men held those tag team titles. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And that is a crazy tag team. And when we were reviewing this and found out about it, I was actually in awe because I never knew they tagged together. And I would love to see some of that old footage because Big Van Vader, you know, Mr. Leon White, man, he also was a very agile big man, you know, and they same thing. Yeah. Moonsaults. You name it. Yeah, it came under the same tutelage and whether or not they developed those skills. And I'm assuming they did in, in Japan. And I don't know who they trained under, but I'll tell you, both of them, very similar styles, big men, agile. And that tag team must have been incredible. And that is really cool that they did win the IWGP Tag Team Championship in 91. But it's weird, too. Bam Bam had an interesting career because while he's doing all this New Japan stuff, I mean, he's in WWF in the 80s. He does his New Japan stuff. And then he goes back to WWF afterwards. And then you know what happened with him at WrestleMania and doing all these crazy things with the Million Dollar Corporation and all that stuff. Yeah. Being a kid, I always remember his feud with Doink. You know, it took place, I want to say, what was that, right before WrestleMania 10? where they had that match. Being a kid, I always remembered, you know, him feuding with Doink and Bam Bam and Luna Vachon together. And then that all led up to that match at WrestleMania 10 with him and Luna versus Doink and Dink. And from my childhood, I always remember that match at WrestleMania 10. Oh, I do too. And I, I, I remember the lead to that match. I've been watching some of this era of WWF wrestling and even some of the vignettes in the aisleways and stuff, I not not backstage, but out of the ring and things, you know, and stuff like that with doing coming up to him or Dink doing a prank on Luna and just Bam Bam and Luna coming out together. I liked that pairing. I really liked Luna Vachon and Bam Bam Bigelow together. I wish that they kept them together a little longer. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Who would who could who's the better manager than Luna to be with Bam Bam, you know? But Let's just put it this way. I don't know if really Bam Bam needed a mouthpiece. I thought he was pretty good on the mic, and I thought he did a really, really good job with LT as you move out of WrestleMania 10 and into the next year into WrestleMania 11. Yeah, same thing. You know, I always remember that match being a kid too, um, ordering that pay-per-view. And it was it's a real big highlight for Bam Bam's career to uh, headline... Was he, was he headlining? Yeah, he was after Michaels and Diesel, I believe. Yeah, they were in yeah. the main event, man. They were the main event, him and LT. And I think Bam Bam did a great job making sure, you know, LT looked good. You know, he made LT look good in the ring. LT had that huge uh, shoulder press at the end, you know, actually pinned Bam Bam, which was crazy. I was like, wow, he actually beat Bam Bam. But I think Bam Bam did a great job headlining the WrestleMania and putting over uh, LT. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could have anyone other other than Bam Bam in the ring at, at that time working a match with someone the likes of LT. And I mean, he made him look good. Yeah, exactly. When I look back and think of that match, it really was, it really wasn't bad at all. No, Especially not headlining at all. WrestleMania. 
I mean, it was a weird time, but still. Yeah, I agree. And and I think people do give that match some flack. But if you go back and rewatch it now, you, we talk about this, you know, pairings of we understand why it's done. You know, you want to bring in outside celebrities. You want to pair them up. You want them to be in the ring. You want more eyes on the product. It brings more eyes, brings more revenue into the product. But this was really the first time that you had a huge, huge NFL superstar in the ring. I mean, look, yeah. Did you have like refrigerator parry and stuff and, and, and some of these NFL guys doing Royal Rumbles and stuff? Yeah, you had that, right? But this is the t- this is a main event match at WrestleMania. You're bringing in LT premier hall of fame defensive lineman for the no sorry sorry defensive back correct i i I forgot what position he played but yeah yeah one of those from the new york giants in the ring against bam bam and the build is long too because you have bam bam and his altercation yeah i always always remember that (laughs) with the push remember the push yeah he pushed the shit out of him and then they have the media events and stuff leading into this match You have LT's little entourage with his lawyer and trainer and all this stuff. I mean, this stuff is golden, guys. If you haven't looked at some of the stuff leading up to this WrestleMania match, it's great. And Bam Bam's tough, man. He's got the leather jacket on. He's like, yo, you don't come into my place. You know what I'm saying? This is my place. Yeah. Yeah, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. Yeah, and she just does such a good job at selling everything, everything leading up to this match on the mic, and then at the match in the ring. So, I don't know, Joe. I'm just, I love this match, and you know I'm a huge mark for this match because I'm a big Bam Bam guy, <laughs> and everyone shits all over this match, bro. I don't think it was bad at all. You know, if you rewatch it, it's pretty good. So then after this match, though, it kind of sucked for Bam Bam, right? Like, I don't know if putting LT over for him personally was the best thing because then the million dollar corporation disowns him and then he kind of falls into like no man's land. Yeah, you're, he's here or there, you know, random matches kind of kind of fade, fades away. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Where, where do we go from there? Then he goes to the, you know, like WWF, obviously, bam, bam. But I feel like ECW really appreciated him and, you know, he elevated the company there. He won the title. He won the title, man. For, former television champ, former heavyweight champ. He had a great feud with Taz. I always think about his matches with Taz. And uh, who could forget, Will, the spike, the infamous Spike Dudley when he throws him into the crowd? Come on. Come on now. Joe, that's not the only thing. Remember when him and Taz, he's in the Kata Hajime and he puts oh my Taz God, he goes- through the ramp? <laughs> yeah. No, uh... Yeah, they go through. No, they go through the ring, and then there was another time where they go off the ramp. Tad Taz gives him the T bone and almost like breaks his neck going into the guardrail. <laughs> Do you remember that? Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Taz Taz for some reason gives him a T bone suplex off the ramp, like into the crowd, kind of. But like his head, the back of his head cracks that guardrail so hard. I always remember that. And then when he has the cut to on Bam Bam. Uh, I don't know if it was the same match, but he jumps backwards. They go through the ring. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They go through the ring. Yeah. Yeah. I, could, I, I didn't remember if it was the... Yeah, yeah. This was uh, Living Dangerously 1998. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they go right through the ring. Right and then through he, the ring. He drags Taz up and pins him. Dude, come on now. That was that was insane. And same thing. Bam Bam and Taz had great matches for you know the size comparison there. 
Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, come on, he Bam Bam uh, dwarfed Taz, but you know, it's like you didn't notice. No, you didn't notice you at didn't all. Notice. And of course, you know, former member of the Triple Threat. I mean, he easily replaced Brian Lee. Yeah, you know, he was the Triple Threat with Candido Douglas. I mean, he was the third man, the big man. And you know, um, that's when he debuted that fucking attire that we're gonna get to that I love that gray that like gray flame attire. That was my favorite. I know. I know. Man, well, even getting into some figures real quick, I mean, so you look at pretty much, we're at his career, I would say, halfway point, a little a little past it right now, being in ECW, but you look at the first half of his career, and you look at all the WWF stuff he did, and obviously headlining WrestleMania, being IWGP Tag Team Champions with Big Van, Va- Big Van Vader. Yeah, cl- cl- closing his career out in WCW, which I didn't really like, you know, former hardcore and tag champ there, which wasn't bad. Yeah. Well, the, the first half of the career, I mean, you know, pretty, pretty prominent role in professional wrestling history. I mean, and then yeah. you had the action figures to go along with it, man. You had the, the infamous LJN figure that, you, I mean, people beat the shit out of that thing, Joe. I mean, it's so difficult to find one that is in really, oh, really good mint condition loose. You can't find one. If you have one mint, I'd love this LJN figure, you know, starting off, you know, Bam Bam's wrestling figures here. You know, if we, we go down his timeline, the LJN's great. It's one of my favorite LJNs too. Underrated LJN too. You know, I think they nailed him as an LJN figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they nailed it as well, and he looks great. He's got kind of the missing tooth going on. He's got the tattoo on the head. Tattoo looks great. I love the flame design. I mean, this is perfect. WWF '80s Bam Bam Bigelow. You move into his next run with the WWF, and you get you know the infamous Hasbro on that. Oh man, on that red card, which is. Again, just an amazing figure, kind of a paying homage to that LJN a little bit, right? I mean, it kind of in the same attire, same tattoo design on the head. Yeah. Yeah, a little brighter. Same thing. One of my favorite Hasbro, especially on that red card. And I love that figure. You know, his only, I'm just glad he got, was able to get into the Hasbro line. I'm glad they made him. Yeah, I am too. And then, you know, kind of midway through his career, as we as we left off here at, with the ECW stuff, I mean, man, so much memorable moments. No figure, though. And that's kind of where I was a little disappointed because he just left ECW when OSFTM started making figures. You know what I'm saying? So he did yeah, not... Yeah, he was out. He was out before that line was really put into place. But imagine getting him with the heavyweight title or getting an OSFTM Bam Bam and the Great Flame. Man, oh my God, how cool would that have been? Like the Mike Awesome size. Uh, and you can kind of like use, I think the next figure we're going to talk about pretty soon. Yeah, the bruisers. Yeah, kind of as as a placeholder there, but it's not the same really. I mean, you, it's a little out of scale. Man, oh, it, you know, we always talk about this line. OSFTM ECW, what could have been? We reviewed that in a previous episode, man. What could be today? I mean, geez, it's just, oh, I wish, oh, man. Uh, I wish some of these styles of figures would be created again. I know we had the retro, we were retro madness, but I mean, I really wish that, you know, some of these other styles could be recreated too. I mean, that would be so cool. But anyway, where I'm going off on a tangent. So really quickly then, the last half of his career is with WCW, as you mentioned, he was the hardcore and the tag team champion. I mean, not really a you know, not really a great run, right? I mean, two um two solid figures. I'm glad we actually have the Gray Flame figure form. You know, WCW Marvel Toy Biz put out two versions of Bam Bam, which I think are solid figures. 
you know, you got the Bruisers, Bam Bam with the Gray Flame, and then the uh, Thunder Slam two pack with Goldberg, where he's in the uh, you know orange and red attire. Uh, in my opinion, I like both figures, and I'm glad we got the Gray Flame with Toy Biz. And these are Bam Bam's best figures of all time. Yeah, these are great. They just proportion wise, they're in scale. They're about a six inch scale figure. The proportions are perfect. We always talk about body size and like we reviewed that new Legends series. I believe it's series 10, series 11 or something. Vader that's coming out and the body proportions are just not there. And I think with this Bam Bam, it's just incredible. Yeah. I love both of these figures. He's spot on. He looks great. His face is great. His body proportions are great. If you were, in my opinion, to get a Bam Bam little figure out of all these that we're going to mention, I think this is going to be it. Yeah, I, I I love both of these, especially that style, size, and of course the attires. Yep. And then we obviously have, um, we had some newer figures of him created as wrestling figures evolved. And most notably first, the Jax Classic Superstar Line Series 9, you had uh, another great figure. Hey, I absolutely love this Bam Bam in an RA style, Ruthless Aggression style figure with that style yeah. of articulation, you know, six, seven inch scale. You had Mattel release two figures. You have the Legend Series 5 Bam Bam in that kind of entrance, that decked out entrance gear. Yeah, I love that jacket. That jacket's amazing. That, yeah, it's great. That flame collar jacket with the gauntlets and everything. It looks great. I have that figure. And then they did the Nen Now and Forever flashback, which was a Walmart exclusive. Absolutely love that figure as well. That's a lot, Joe. We did not mention that also... Jack's Classic Superstars, Jeremy was going to do a Gray Flame Bam Bam. Yeah, it was never released. Oh, man. That's the one I wanted. The Triple B logo, baby, right in the center. You know, I'm thinking about which figure I like the most. Uh, it's hard to say. You know, I do like the, the WCW Toy Biz one and the um, Legend Series 5 Bam Bam. You know, that's up there, too. But uh, the Jack's Classic Gray Flame that was never released. Oh, man. That's the one I'd probably be my favorite. Yeah, if I if there were one that would be like the gem of the collection, it would be the, that unreleased figure. Now, I am not certain who has it, but I think KWK Sean does. I thought he did. I thought he sold it online or something. Yeah. Or I've seen it. Yeah. We have to do some a little investigation, a little research here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast because I believe our buddy KWK either once held this in his possession or still does to this day. We're going to get some confirmation. Hopefully we can get some photos regardless, but I would absolutely love for more photos to be seen. And I'd love to, to meet or know, or even have the person that owns this figure on the podcast to discuss it, because I think it's a gem piece. And if you're a Bam Bam Bigelow fan or a Bam Bam Bigelow collector, it's got to be in your collection. And just knowing about it and knowing who has it, I think is always important. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, you know, the BBB. That's just awesome. Triple B logo, man. That's a that is a yeah. great attire. So, Joe, you want to you want to close this out? Well, this is our first squared spotlight. Got the beast from the East Bam Bam Bigelow here, man. I I think this was fun. I like talking Bam Bam, you know. I think this is going to be a fun little addition to the podcast. Yeah, going over, you know, some career highlights. He has, he's had a pretty good run with action figures. You know, he's he's very toyetic character. So I'm glad he was able to get a figure in, uh, you know, almost every line. So, you know, I'm happy about that. But yeah, he's great, man. Great person to have up first here. Yeah, talk about almost a Grand Slam player. I mean, you think about it, there's not many of them around to this day. And he almost did it. 
you know, and he's not a, a Hulk Hogan by any means. If he if he hit the um, ECW, that would have been it. Yeah, you could do you could really do a trade off there with OSFTM for Hogan, and he could have been. You know what I'm saying? Because Hogan never been a, had an ECW figure, so yeah, yeah, because he. He's been around. He tackled them all. LGN, Hasbro, Marvel Toy Biz, Jax, Mattel. So yeah, he was just missing that uh, ECW figure. Man. Man. Always, oh, you always say, what could have been, baby? Man, that would have been insane. Uh, A thrill zone bigger To have an actual triple threat in the (sighs) OSFTM ECW line would have been out of this world, man. Oh, man. That would that would have been unbelievable. 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 Well, maybe we can get somebody to freaking make us one. I mean, God, everybody wants to customize this shit and customize that shit. Let, let's customize a Bam Bam Baby for OSFTM. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be all about that. Oh, my gosh. I'd be all in on one, too. As long as it looks good. Give me one that looks good. Man, yeah. Love ECW. I've been getting so many ECW shirts too, Joe. I forgot about them. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about that. I got my ECW Tommy Dreamer here from Mattel too. Like, it's a good figure. I like it. I forgot to mention that. You know, that's a cool figure. Yeah, we, we like ECW here, baby. We're, dude, we are super ECW marks here, man. Oh, my God. 1995? That's when it all started. Oh, baby. God. <laughs> it's like when I met my first girlfriend and then we had a breakup in 2000. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so you want me to you want me to close this out? Yeah, let's close it out, baby. All right, uh, a little closing uh, closing statement here from the from the squared spotlight. Bam Bam was a great performer, and I think sometimes taken for granted, he could work against any type of performer and elevated any company he was a part of. One of the most athletic superstars of his size to ever step foot in the ring, Bam Bam Bigelow was a talent unlike any the business had seen before. Rest in peace, big man. That's it, everybody. Well, that was awesome, Joe. Hell, you may be doing copy for Mattel before we know it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe. So, guys and gals, thanks again for joining us for the first Squared Spotlight. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for enjoying the episode this week. Come back next week. We're going to try to put out more content again. We're still working through the kinks. And we appreciate all our listeners, all our followers on social media. So please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, write a review for the podcast on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. And Joe, as we always say here, remember... The Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collection.